other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, it's Thursday, but we're going to do something this hour that we normally reserve for Fridays. So if you're not normally a listener to our program on Fridays, you are in for a rare treat this hour because what we are going to do for the next hour is give you an opportunity to ask me questions about anything you like. Silly, serious, whatever the case may be, dial 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222, and I'll do my best to answer them. I am off on Friday, so the great Curtis Sliwa will be here in my stead, and I'm sure he's going to have something fun planned for you. Hey, speaking of programming changes, Sid Rosenberg is off today. So I'm going to be doing the same thing I did yesterday and sitting in for Sid during the first hour of his program from 6 until 7. And then from 7 to 10, my colleagues Dominic Carter and John Katsimatidis will take you the rest of the way. Great feedback on yesterday's show, and there's still a lot of great subjects to cover, and we'll do it. So even if you don't normally make a point of listening to the morning show, please do so today, starting at 6 a.m. I'm looking forward to uh, being here for Sid and grateful to the station for the opportunity. All right. Ask Frank anything in a moment with a prize for whomever comes up with the best question. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. On this, a very special Holy Thursday edition of The Other Side of Midnight. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Well, you may soon, if you're a New Yorker, no longer be allowed to keep a whale, a rhinoceros, an elephant, or a hyena as a pet. So much for your pet pachyderm. Newly introduced legislation would officially ban New Yorkers from keeping pets like the ones that I just mentioned after years of controversy surrounding a Long Island business peddling sloths and kangaroos. State Senator Monica Martinez, who is sponsoring the bill, told the New York Post, not only is this unethical, but it's a public health and safety concern. These animals have characteristics which require specific conditions and environments to survive. Currently, some of these animals, such as the red kangaroo, can grow up as high as six feet tall and weigh up to 200 pounds. A sloth is naturally nocturnal, mostly deaf and blind, in bright daylight. The bill still lacks an assembly sponsor, though the state Senate sponsor, Martinez, insisted that the bill does have a lot of support amongst her colleagues. I have to tell you, I think this is a terrific idea. I can't believe, and I'm not someone that likes banning things. I tend to be of the live and let live philosophy, but you should not be able to have a pet elephant. I'm sorry. 
You should not be able to. It should not be permitted. It's not healthy. And it is a public safety concern. And I'm going to be reaching out to several members of the state assembly that I know to see if they're interested in potentially sponsoring this legislation in that chamber. This is a bill whose time has come. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Do you remember all the Michigas that surrounded redistricting and gerrymandering as it relates to the congressional lines last year? I thought that we were totally done with that. And if you did too, you are just as wrong as I am. It seems that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and several sources within state Democratic Party politics are being what can only be described as sore losers. So you remember the background here. The Independent Redistricting Commission, which was a total joke, they couldn't come up with a redistricting plan. So the legislature drew their own lines and they drew the most gerrymandered, unfair district lines ever. These lines were challenged in court and then a state Supreme Court justice had an independent arbiter draw much more objective lines. And it worked. There were fairer lines and more competitive elections. End of story? No. Because a whole bunch of Republicans won. Voters in 11 districts sent Republicans in New York State to Congress, including the infamous George Santos. So you'd think that Democrats would use this as an opportunity to do a little self-reflection and see what they did wrong, whether they had drifted too far from the mainstream on issues like crime and the economy. But instead, what they're choosing to do is go back to court and get these existing congressional lines thrown out. If they're successful and there are arguments coming up in May in the state appellate division, if they're successful, then the Independent Redistricting Commission would draw these lines again. I think what they're hoping for here is that the next two justices on the Court of Appeals, assuming Governor Hochul picks someone who is already on the Court of Appeals to be the chief judge, the two new justices will be much more progressive than the previous makeup of the Court of Appeals. So if the case makes it all the way up to the Court of Appeals, they will side with the gerrymandered maps rather than the fair, independently drawn maps. This is a sad situation. I think if the Democrats want to win elections, they should focus on persuading voters, not rigging the system before one vote is cast. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. There's always a debate about whether or not legislators, city council members, state legislators, whomever, should have the right to have part-time jobs. And the argument usually goes something like, well, they don't necessarily make a lot of money and they should have the right to earn additional income. And we've heard about all sorts of outside jobs. Uh, We've known legislators that have been doctors or attorneys. A job that's very uncommon for a politician to have as their primary occupation is drug dealer. But that apparently is what goes on in Flemington, New Jersey. Borough Councilman Malik Johnston 
has apologized for any embarrassment to the council on which he serves and the borough because of his arrest on multiple drug charges. Residents are continuing to call for his resignation, but even though he did not file a run for re-election this year to the borough council, he shows no signs of resigning. He's been charged with second-degree distribution of cocaine, second-degree distribution of methamphetamine, second-degree possession of cocaine with with intent to distribute, second-degree possession of methamphetamine with intent to distribute. He said at the March 27th council meeting that he was deeply sorry and his attorney had advised him not to discuss anything to do with the charges. Well, he's clearly not deeply sorry enough to resign. Johnston, whom authorities said was also known as Pippin Folk, was arrested after an investigation by the Hunterdon County Prosecutor's Office. Evidently, he's accused of selling drugs, methamphetamine and cocaine, to an undercover police officer in Raritan Township not once, but on several occasions. He was elected to the Borough Council in 2020. His term ends this year. Adrienne Fusaro, who served as Johnston's campaign manager, has repeatedly called for him to resign. Someone spoke at this council meeting whose daughter was sold drugs by this council member. I mean, this has got to be a first in the annals of politics, even for New Jersey, and said to the councilman, I can't legally come up there and punch you in the nose if you ever go near my daughter again, I don't know what I will do. The woman that said that said she wants to figure out how to get the council member to resign. I don't think she's the only one. Beam me up! To be continued.